Hey, everybody. Welcome to Social Beauty Makers, a weekly podcast featuring fast-paced 15-minute conversations with industry masterminds, plus a bonus episode on trends in tech and media every week. Before I introduce today's mastermind guest, let me say, if you like the podcast, I hope you'll leave a rating and or review and hit the subscribe button to help others find us. And for early access to the podcast, sign up for my free weekly e-newsletter over at socialbeautymakers.com. I am Gordon Miller. Thanks for tuning in. And let me say, I am most excited and honored to welcome today's guest. He is the iconic founder, CEO, past former CEO, I will say, of Pulp Riot Hair, and the founder and CEO of the newly formed Danger Jones Creative. I'm excited seeing everything that they are doing, just tipping their hands out a little bit. I want to see more, David. He is one smart cookie and always fascinating. David Thurston, welcome back. Welcome back to my my new podcast. <laughs> it is a pleasure and honor to be here. Uh, different place, same people. So it's all about the people. I'm happy to be here. You know, I, I I said one smart cookie, and it, uh, I don't want to go all Barbara Walters on you, but um, I, it makes me it makes me think all of a sudden. David, if you were a cookie, what kind of cookie would you be? Well, I'd have to say a snickerdoodle. That's uh, my wife's favorite cookie, so that's what I'm going to say. I think that's a good choice. I think it's a really good choice. So we're going to talk about something that, in a sense, is one of my favorite ways to talk about things, and that is by way of a metaphor. And you know, you have had just this brilliant career. We've talked about it on a variety of podcasts. A lot of people know your story. Some don't. I, I hope they will go check out the website and, and learn more about you and look for past podcasts. But but in prepping for this, you know, you've talked about this journey that you've been on and, and you use the metaphor about what you call the spiral staircase to success and, and then the things that get in our way. So I'll just say that as a, a precursor for us to jump into a conversation. And um, yeah, I'm going to let you start. Yeah, well, Gordon, both of us have something in common. We're both starting something new. Or it's a new chapter in our lives. And, you know, I've talked about my journey as being like a spiral staircase. And I don't want to go into my journey today because I've talked about it enough. In fact, I've talked about it enough that people often come up to me and want to talk about their journey and what they want out of life. So it's given me this great opportunity to mentor a lot of people in several different industries, but the majority of them are in our industry, the beauty industry. And I'm starting to see a lot of patterns emerge as I talk to them. And today I want to talk about why everybody's not climbing their own spiral staircase, what's holding people back. Everybody, if they're at a six in their career, they want to get to a 10. And if they're at a 10, they want to get to a 14. Everybody wants success. And that's a good thing. You know, stylists I talk to, they want a bigger clientele. They want more followers, or they've got this really cool idea for some revolutionary new product that's going to change our industry. And some just want to be an educator on the big stage for their favorite brand. And I talk to salon owners and everybody wants to build a salon empire, or they've got a side hustle, or they are interested in selling their salon and moving on to something newer or bigger or different. Whatever it is, everybody wants that success. But what I'm finding, what fascinates me is everybody's not going for it. There's something holding them back. They are at a six, they want to be at a 10, they see it, they've got this great idea, but why is it that they're not going after it? And that's what I've really focused a lot of my attention on. You could probably uh, relate and know people just like this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably one of the more shared things across the entire industry because we're, we're such an aspirational industry. But when I look at the math behind it all, because I'm, I'm a geek for all the statistics, you know, we know that the that careers aren't as long as we would hope they would be. People lose sight, perhaps, of their goals or, or lose track of their, their journey. Um, salons, you know, clothes, they come and go so quickly. And so I, I think we, we find more struggle than we find success. And, and, and you've got... Um, you call them shackles, you know, some, some things that hold us back. So I'm going to dig into what you found are the, some of the, the top things that are blocking people. Yeah. After talking to so many people, I've started finding these patterns and commonalities. 
And three main things emerge that, that hold people back. And I call them in the most dramatic fashion possible, the dreaded shackles of death. These, if you imagine somebody pinned to the wall with these shackles and they want to get somewhere, but they can't because these things are holding them back. And I want to talk about the three dreaded shackles of death that keeps people on the same step and not climbing their staircase. And then I also don't want to just point out the problem. I'd like to point out the keys that unlock these shackles to help your listeners uh, on their journey. Um, so the three shackles of death, and then I'll go into each three. The first is uh, people live in a fantasy world. And I'll explain that in just a moment. The second one is, is people have a great idea, but they're waiting for the perfect time to come along before executing that idea, which in my experience, that perfect time doesn't come along on its own. And I'll get to that in a moment. And the third shackle that holds people back is they say, David, I've got this great idea. Here it is. And then they say, but I don't know how to do it. They say, I, I want to create a color line. And they'll say, but I don't know how to do it. I want to start a salon, but I don't know how to do it. And that, for some reason, is a non-starter for most people. So let's talk about those three shackles and how to unlock them. And we'll start with that idea of people are living in the fantasy world. They're living in a fantasy world, and they refuse to ask themselves the mother of all questions. Before I could tell you what the mother of all questions is, there's two things you need to do to prep for asking yourself the mother of all questions. Number one, you need to make a wish list of everything you want out of your career. And I'm talking the first, the trivial things. How much money do you want to make? What kind of car do you want to have? What do you want your house to be like? And then the more important things, like what kind of an impact do you want to make? What kind of influence do you want to have on others? What, what kind of notoriety do you want? The problem is, is most people never make a wish list. They never really decide, this is what I want. And that's the first step. What do you want? Write it down. I, I tell myself what I want out loud every single day. The second thing, now that you've got your wish list, get introspective. Carefully look at where you are right now and what you're doing. Now that you've done those two steps, you're ready to ask yourself the mother of all questions. And that is, is what you're doing right now going to get you the things on your wish list? Mm -hmm. Such a simple idea. But most people don't do it because it's painful to come to that realization that what you're doing right now will never get you those things on your wish list. Instead of thriving in reality, they're merely surviving in a fantasy world. And that's what I'm talking about. It's coming to grips with what you want and understanding if the actions you're taking are going to get you there. So what do people do instead? Well, they become one of three types. They become the distractor. Those people engage in busy work every single day to give them that fleeting sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. but 10 years later, they don't have the things on their wish list and they live with regret. The second group are settlers. Rather than go after those things on the wish list, they just start slashing items off of it. Well, I don't want that. I don't want that because they don't want to make the effort to go after it. 10 years later, these people are unfulfilled. And then you've got the fantasizer. This is most people. They don't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. They just hope that someone's going to come along and give them the things on their wish list, or that someday someone's going to discover them. Mm -hmm. 10 years later, they're left feeling disappointed. So that's the mother of all questions. Everybody should be asking themselves that, is what I'm doing going to get me the things on my wish list? And it doesn't matter if it's career or relationships or any kind of success. Successful people ask themselves the mother of all questions, and they pivot what they're doing in order to align with what is on their wish list. Do you revisit that or should do people revisit that over time? 
I have on my phone uh, a note in the note section listing the things that I want on my wish list. Mm. And every morning, unfortunately, it's not every morning. Uh, that, that would be a lie. I get too busy sometimes to do it. But frequently, I will go in a room by myself and meditate. And at the end, I have something I say. It's uh, it's not quite a chant. It's not that weird. But it's the, it's a re- repeating what I want. I love that. I, I love post-it notes. And I discovered quite a few years ago, gigantic post-it notes, right? When we go to meetings and stuff, they'll put them up on the wall, right? And they're, they're huge. And so my office is one wall is, is kind of filled with post-it notes. And one of them is exactly that. I have that list and I'm, I'm big on using multicolored pens and I'm crossing things out. And, but mine's a never ending process of adjustment. So I love hearing that from you. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so now that we've unlocked that shackle, we're ready to move on to the second dreaded shackle of death. And this one's the most important one. And uh, I want, this is the one that I came willing, really willing to talk about. And that is the importance of committing. And to set this up, I would like to uh, read a quick quote by a Scottish mountaineer named W.H. Murray. It's one of my very favorite quotes. And he's talking about committees. He mentions that the moment one definitely commits themselves to something, then providence moves too. He writes, all sorts of things occur to help one that would otherwise never have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of incidents in meetings and material assistance, which no man would have believed would have come his way if they didn't commit. I'll change that to say man or woman. So once you commit, something happens, and he calls it providence. And some might think of providence as God steps in. Others might think of it as the universe reacts. Whatever people want to call providence, the truth is that when you commit, circumstances arise, and people come out of the woodwork that you would have never known would happen. But you must first put both feet in and commit to doing what you're going after, and then the universe will follow. It doesn't work the other way around. So you should never wait for the right time to come along. Now, the cynics out there might be thinking of this committing and the universe responding as very crunchy granola. We're talking about the book, (laughs) The Secret. Yep. But there's something more practical at play here. Mm -hmm. I like to think of it as a commitment cycle. When you commit to something, it forces you to learn. And once you learn how to do that thing, you develop these new capabilities. And when you develop these new capabilities, you start to have more confidence, which allows you to commit again. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'll give you an example. When I wanted to build a hair salon, I didn't know how to do it. and I it seemed like a big task to me. So what did I do? I knew nothing about construction, but I committed to it. That required me to learn about construction. And once I learned about construction, I became pretty good at it. I developed these new capabilities. And once I became pretty good at it, I became confident in construction, mm-hmm. which allowed me to commit to a second, third, fourth, and fifth construction project as we continued to expand the salon. And that would apply to anybody going after something, whether it be a stylist or a salon owner. Once you commit, you learn it. Then you develop new capabilities and you gain confidence so that you commit better. And that's what it's all about, about climbing the spiral staircase is, is, is committing. Those little changes that can come from some really big ideas can be the beginning of like a torrent of support. It's the, it's, you become that confident 
And confidence drags toward it more confidence mm-hmm. of confident people. Totally, totally. And uh, it, it allows you to uh, more easily interact with other people. Um, it, it does start off this, and that's why people start talking about the universe. It just attracts people to you that are that are more confident, and people come out of the woodwork. And circumstances arise, as the quote says, that you would have never seen coming. So, and also, I would say it, it's kind of a function of how much confidence you have. The more confidence that you put out into the world, the greater the return will be to you. And again, I don't put that to the universe. I just put that to human behavior. You know, people are drawn to confident people. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, the whole commitment cycle. But the most important part of it is you have to commit and then the rest follows. You do learn, you do develop new capabilities, and then you gain confidence. But people have the problem with actually committing because they're waiting for the right time. And I hope I've inspired at least one listener not to wait for the right time, but to put both feet in and commit. And once you do, you've now unlocked another shackle of death and you're ready to go to the third. And this is where everybody's got a great idea. They've been noodling around for a long period of times in their heads. For you, you've thought about different podcast formats, different show formats. These things have going on in your head and you can either act on it or not. You can commit or not. But one of the things that holds people back is they look at one of those things and they say, I don't know how to do it. Sometimes people ask me, how do you create a color line? Thinking that I might be mixing different ingredients in my bathtub, like Mm -hmm. this impossible thing that I have in my head that others just don't have in their head. So if you're ever in that situation where I don't know how to do it, my key to unlock that, and it sounds so simple, but it's so important, is to simply make a punch list of all the things you think would go into creating or, or realizing that idea you have. So what you're, with a punch list, what you're doing is you're taking a complicated task and you're breaking it down into simpler, more easy to accomplish mm-hmm. tasks. And then you go about knocking off each item of the punch list one by one. Baby steps. I love baby steps. Just creating the punch list. There's your commitment. Mm-hmm. You're committing to doing it by creating the punch list. And then that commitment cycle comes back into play because you knock one of those easy items off the punch list. You've committed. You've learned. You've developed a new capabilities. You now have more confidence to now commit to the next one. And you keep doing that one by one until everything's done. And as I said, while you do that, people come out of the woodwork and circumstances arise. So when building a hair salon, it was making a punch list, for example, of, okay, I need to design the floor plan. I know I'm going to need to get an architect to get the drawings done. I know I'm going to need to decide what materials and finishes to use. I'm going to need to find somebody who does construction, who could do all the plumbing and electrical that the architecture does. I know I need to do something like get it through the city. So now I've got this punch list. Oh, I, first thing I need to do is raise money. And you start doing one by one. You start writing it down. You commit it. And you'll be amazed with how all of a sudden, in a short period of time, it'll be done. With Danger Jones, I did the same thing. I made a punch list eight months ago. And during the last eight months, I've been knocking them off one by one by one, developing more and more confidence along with my team. And here I am eight months later, ready to launch a major color line. I don't know how to make a movie, a a feature film, but I'll bet you I could figure out how to do it and do it by making a punch list, starting with how do you raise money? So that's my way to unlock that shackle. And we're almost out of time, but... So I'm going to invite you back, David, because I have a big question that I think relates to all this. And I I think we probably need more time to do it. And that is along everything you've talked about, each of those big shackles that that I think we all struggle with from time to time. um, 
what we didn't talk about were the voices, the voices in our own head. And I think maybe even more importantly, the voices around us. When I decided to do what I'm doing, I, there was a torrent of, of people from throughout the industry who care about me who are like, uh, I heard you were making a change. Have you lost your mind? Like you, you, you're in a great job. You're running a great company. You're having a lot of success. Um, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, I'm more than okay. I'm like so excited. But it would have been easy given how many voices came to me with those kind of questions to, to give up. And I don't want you to respond now. I want you to say, yes, you'll come back and do another episode on that topic. Yes, I'll come back and do another episode on that topic. I'd be happy to. I will say just as a quick spoiler into kind of wrap things up when it comes to both you and myself, where I started the podcast that we're both embarking on a new journey, you're doing a new podcast. You've done a podcast before. Seven years. I've created a new <laughs> hair color and I've created a, a, a hair color business before. Iconic. Both of us are doing something different to keep ourselves rejuvenated and make it exciting. But it was sure probably easier for both of us this time around because we've already gone through the commitment cycle. We've learned how to do it. We've developed the capabilities. And now we have the confidence to do something like this, even though the voices are out there saying no, including some in our own head. But we wouldn't have done that if we didn't commit in the first place to doing it the first time. And uh, that's the important part to got us to where we are. Love that. Now, I'm way over time, but it's David Thurston, so I'm going to break my own freaking rules. Um, because I have to ask one really big, important last question, and that is kind of the short version, but I know people are asking this as they're listening. What is Danger Jones Creative? Yeah, well, Danger Jones Creative is a lifestyle brand. I, I'm looking at the industry and I see that certain problems are there. And what a good entrepreneur does is they see the problems and they find good solutions that can make an impact on that industry. And so I've looked and seen some of the problems and that, that would include uh, there's nobody really gathering and building a community of positive minded people that could uplift each other. Um, I feel like there's the, the creativity of pushing the boundaries and, and focusing a little bit more on the creative process than some kind of you know rewards or accolades or ex exposure, I think is a, a big thing that we're out there to solve. And I didn't want to just create a color line. I wanted to, to also make the community bigger through other industries as well. So we are releasing a fashion line as well. Um, and we're working on a, a few other things like a magazine, but all these things really are are designed to give artists a bigger platform that they can leverage and utilize to reach more people, to make a bigger impact on their community and their world. So that's what Danger Jones is. I've got a great team of people. It's just not myself. And we are having one hell of a time doing it because we're creating. And that's uh, that's all about. Well, I am most excited to see what's coming up because you've been at the forefront of a number of things in the industry. I'll, I'll save some of that kind of introduction for next time because that, that it just excites me the, the journey you've had and it excites me even more that you're continuing it, David, in, in new ways. So, um, boy, I can't believe it's done. Uh, time flies by when you're having a good conversation. So let me say thank you to my friend David Thurston, founder, CEO of Danger Jones Creative for being our guest. Um, David, where do people need to go to follow you and Danger Jones Creative? Yeah, well, thank you for this opportunity, Gordon. This has been all amazing as always. If you want to find me on Instagram, I'm David Thurston Official. 
Um, and if you want to find Danger Jones on Instagram, it's Danger Jones Creative. That's probably the best place to find us. I mean, everybody go check it out. You're going to see some really interesting things. I, I remember the first time I got there, there was a record playing and, and uh, I had to screenshot it and blow it up so I could see the playlist. And I, I'm really, really, really curious about everything you guys are up to. So uh, again, we have a lot of surprises left and we look forward to unleashing them. I cannot wait. So to our audience, I'll say thank you for tuning in. If you like the podcast, I'd appreciate it. If you would like, subscribe or share. Again, it helps people find us. Leave a review. Uh, visit us over at Social Media Maker com to sign up for our free newsletter and more. I'm also early access to the podcast. Once again, I'm rushing. Um, I'm Gordon Miller, and I am most excited to bring you more good stuff next time.